0: Slizerazzo, and this is Shedding Light Within Entertainment. Each episode, we'll discuss the humans behind the entertainment industry and explore the issues and topics that are impacting their lives. On this episode of Shedding Light Within Entertainment, we're going to speak with three talented performers: Tremel McAlpine, Michael K. Woods, and Tico Flores. So let's jump right in with my conversation with Tremel McAlpine. One of the first performers that I met with, an all around amazing guy and talented performer who has jumped at every opportunity and been just present with a very yes and nature. So,
1: Chamel, how did you find me? It was closer to the end of the summertime. I was I was looking for a representation and I found Luis's looking for talent. So I just quickly jumped on to uh, Actors Connection, fight for an opportunity and that's where we met. So we met through
0: Actors Connection. You were one of the first people I met and I was so impressed that you just showed up ready to meet and you were really prepared. You were definitely the most prepared in that group. And we kind of just ran from there. So what, why don't you tell everyone a little bit, a little um, bit more about you?
1: I in the um, Northern Virginia area. I've been living here since I was six. I moved from uh, Mobile, Alabama with my uh, mother, and we've been here ever since. I've been in the Northern Virginia part or closer to D.C for majority of those years. We weren't up here for that long, but we've been in Virginia for that, uh, for that extended amount of time. You know, it was just a, it was a pretty basic life. I have family that live in Chicago and that's actually how I I got introduced to acting. My uncle was uh, a director. He was directing a short film. I think it was from that moment, I was a freshman at high school. And after doing that, it was like uh, something struck in me. And I just knew that I loved to act. And I never really bothered it after that because it was it was kind of those things that I just put off. I was telling myself I'd just do it after college or uh, maybe I would do it in college and get a major and that I'd just go from there. But once I got to college, I realized college wasn't like, necessarily the only option to take. And that's where I started taking acting a little more seriously and uh, taking the initiative to take classes and get further and further. And that's how I ended up going to New York. I met a, uh, an acting coach. And he would tell me about his journey and he would, you know, try to help us, guide us through the way by avoiding the same mistakes that he made. But when he told me that he went to New York, that's when I knew that it was uh, it was possible to do. Like you can go to New York and, and work and take classes and still come back home at the end of the day. So once I found that out, that's when I started picking up the classes in New York. And I wanted to um, just be in that environment because the environment was just so great. So I would go up there uh, two times a week, once a week. Uh, I have. a I was working retail, so the hours were kind of flexible for me. So I just get out there. I'd come, go the same day. i wake up at like three in the morning. i will be back at like nine. Yeah, that's that's how I got into acting. And then we all know, like the uh, the Corona situation hit, and that kind of like, kind of like I don't want to say depression, but it kind of put me in a it put me in a bad spot because you know I was kind of losing hope at this point in my life. Acting is a um, it means a lot to me, and I don't think I can do anything other than acting. So when I heard people, you know, questioning where acting was going to go or whether entertainment industry was going to go from here out, I was I was, I was terrified. I was scared. I was, I was considering going back to school at that point. But that's when I had to like a breather. I had some uh, wise words from my mom. She means a lot to me. She told me this isn't the end. The only thing I can do now is just prepare. So from summer all the way to here until now where we are now, I've been just preparing and that's what led me to meet you. Like we said, I've been taking the workshops. I've been taking classes. I've been trying to get everything situated so I can be ready when everything is over. Yeah.
0: Yep. I love that about you. What are your plans? What do you think the next steps for you will be?
1: After Corona, I think I just keep going, but just keep going harder, but also having a good time while I'm doing it. What kinds
0: of projects do you want to work on? Oh man, I
1: want, I want to work on the- i like drama i like rom-coms <laughs> i yeah. like rom-coms and uh, of course action movies but i've also uh, really enjoy uh television work so i think i want to work in television
0: What has your experience been thus far have you had uh, you know i know you've had some auditions they've been largely on zoom what's yeah. that experience been like for you
1: um zoom auditions it's, it's really weird it's um i guess i guess that sums it up it's really weird because you're talking through a screen it's not like you have that same um energy or that connection when you're face to face with the person so it's something that i definitely have to adapt to and just even with my posture because when i'm acting on the camera i tend to get like close and not personal just so i can uh see you or hear you but when mm-hmm. you're acting you have to kind of like take that into consider- consideration that you know you want your uh upper body to be seen right so, like, yeah. not coming off as just like you know stiff i guess
0: yeah yeah totally um you it's funny because i've only ever met you on zoom and we had an audition a few months ago and i didn't realize you were six two you know because oh, yeah. i can't tell how tall you are and oh. like i'm like hey something came in how tall are you you're like six two i'm like geez that's tall okay Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's one thing like I can't tell. I mean, I have to look at your resume for your height and things like that. It'll be Uh cool to be able to meet everyone in person. Um, So after all of this is done, now that you've been home helping out with your mom and um, preparing for the recovery, are you planning to move up to New York?
1: Of course, most definitely. I like I, I I love the energy in New York. I uh, definitely see myself for you know see myself there for a long period of time. So I, I that's the end goal right there. The yeah, thing.
0: a lot of people left New York that were in New York or people that commuted to New York stopped commuting. I'm really excited to see the rejuvenation and renaissance that happens both to New York as a city, but also as an entertainment hub. What kinds of roles, you know, do you see yourself in?
1: Oh, um, man. All right. So I've been doing a lot of reading as far as uh, finding your brand new, your type. So I try to look for roles that kind of match me uh, as a person. And from what I could gather from other people's experience speaking with me, they say that role is kind of like, I guess, the guy next door or, you know, the friendly, um, charismatic, enthusiastic kind of person.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's you to a T (laughs) and it's
1: funny. I can't, you know,
0: I really, we've been working at variato to avoid putting people into boxes so that we can, you know, we've talked about this. I think you could play any role that you want, Right, but it, it, in thinking about playing to your natural strengths, you do walk into the room with a smile and a friendly hello and just uh, enthusiastic nature. So if you could find a character like that, I think that would be great. And TV, I mean, we're seeing such a renaissance and a, um, you know, it's the golden age of TV. Mm -hmm. Do you do any writing?
1: Yes, yes, I actually do. Creative writing, I like oh, writing short stories, stories, and uh, coming. I'm actually working on one right now, but throughout my life, it's crazy. I ran into writing because I, I got grounded by my mom one time, and, you know, it was either play with my toys and write stories, and that whole situation is what led me to acting. So to this day, I, I write stories, um, mostly short stories, and I just now dived into uh, making comic books and drawing. So Wow. Yeah.
0: I love that. What kinds of characters do you write about?
1: Oh man, it's like su- characters are kind of uh supernatural, more into the uh sci-fi side. So I take a lot of inspiration from uh, manga and anime characters. So oh, cool. a lot of the time, the characters they just have unique, you know, like unique powers, kind of like Marvel
0: stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sh- do you mind sharing some of them?
1: All right, I'll I'll share some right now. Um. I recently just posted it on my drawing uh, Instagram. Like one of the, I have a character that I've been working on. Um, his name is Caspian, and he's a, he's a super soldier. He worked for the Marine Corps, and they were trying to make this kind of super serum to give the uh, Americans an upper edge on um, whoever they're fighting. So when they injected it into the super soldier, it gave them um, fish-like, fish-like. Um, the, It's a word on my tongue. It gave him a fish-like appearance, basically. And after after a time, they just they they didn't want to be into the um you know the violence. So they all kind of just disbanded and ran away. But I actually have a picture of them right here. I don't know if that's gonna show.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and what's the name of your Instagram handle? Um
1: oh my 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 drawing one is is fighters.doom.
0: Fighters.doom. Okay, cool. And then your regular Instagram handle.
1: Oh, it's um it's dot T R. E M E L L. That's great. Which is just your first name. Exactly. Exactly. You I got lucky. Said, uh, what's that? I said you got
0: lucky. Oh yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> How long ago did you join Instagram? Um.
1: Yeah, I've been on. I've been on here for about a year. I want to say. A oh, year. that's not that long. Yeah, it's not that long. I've I've had it originally, but I wanted to cut myself from uh, social media. So then me. you came back and started over. Exactly. I came back because, um, you know, I was doing my research and, and reading books about actings and acting and casting directors. And one of the tips they gave was, you know, use social media to find out what's casting mm-hmm. on network with others. So I brought that back for that main reason.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we are trying, like, between Charlie and I, we try to use every available channel and medium. So... A lot of people in entertainment aren't in, on LinkedIn, but some are. So we're on LinkedIn, Backstage, I, D, I, MDB Pro, like our website, all of those things. So I think you're smart. And I think it's good to have different handles for different sides of you. So to, to have your own drawing handle and then your own you know, personal handle. Why don't you tell me more about what you've discovered about the You know the journey of acting and its impact on your ability to show up more human
1: right um so as far as i've been reading a lot as far as the journey of acting and when i say the journey it's like the process like what do you see what do you experience while on that journey because acting is a marathon it's not a sprint so you could literally be at the top when you're like 40 or older Mm-hmm. And you have to take that in consideration because if you spend your whole life just thinking about the next role or the next opportunity, you're going to miss the little things that, that are around you. So mm-hmm. I try to celebrate every little thing. I try to um, be present in the moment and also the journey. I met a ton of great people just by um, being on set for short films or being an extra. I met great people that, you know, our friendships will last, I hope, a lifetime. And it's stuff like that that just really makes it important. And um, of course, when, you, when, you, when you're journeying and you, um, you're meeting great people and you're experiencing all this great stuff around you, just being in the moment just helps you, you know, I guess, be human. It just helps you stay with your humanity and humanity is a big part of acting.
0: Yeah, I agree. You connect with other humans and you put yourself in somebody else's shoes and you view the world through that lens or you take yourself and you let others view you and that changes too. I think that's incredible that you, thanks for sharing that. I am proud of your journey that I've seen so far. I know that I would like to be friends with you forever. Like you, I've never even met you and I will say you have been a huge supporter of this podcast, so thank you. You have taken every opportunity I've sent your way with a glowing enthusiastic response You are a talented performer who I am confident to send into any room. And thank you for sharing your age. You are only 22 years old. And I think that's so incredible because, you know, you're right. You can show up. You have to show up at every age, you know, and your journey will change in how you show up. I'm 37. The way I show up now is way different than when I was 22. When I was 22, I would not have shown up with as much dedication to one thing. I think I was all over the place at that point. Maybe I was really into Russia and nonprofit work, but I didn't have this vision. And I and I see when I talk to you that you have a vision of who you want to be and where you want to be. And that's really impressive. And I think that any casting director that meets with you will see that. And what also you have when you bring a vision, not only about yourself, You bring a vision to the character and a point of view and coming with the point of view gives a creative team somewhere to start. If a performer just shows up waiting for direction, they're not necessarily going to make those acting choices that make this process more human. And I applaud you for your work. Is there any? Are there any like books or resources that you would recommend to anybody that you? Yes. Good. Have Tell me about a, I
1: have them. Have a ton. So the thing with um, making this process, I don't go by uh, one specific um, acting technique. I kind of like take and borrow and mesh into my own. But mm-hmm. I guess if you don't want to study from one journal technique, I would highly recommend nose to an Act* nose to an actor excuse me by ron Morasco. it's a great book um take, he take he teaches you the the basics it's not like i said it's not necessarily one technique but it's like a mesh of stuff that that is like the base of acting kind of like the backbone so that's one and one that i'm reading right now is power of an power of the actor by ivana shabuk i i believe that's the uh title of the book but that just goes over like um it just teaches you the basics of acting. So it teaches you the, the scene objective, the overall, you know, you know, like the overall objective, the obstacles, how to raise the stakes. And that's what I've been um,
2: focusing on
1: a lot now. I, I think I remember uh, asking you where, this, where the stakes, you know, are high enough when we had that um, that meet and greet on Actors Connection, and you, you kind of said it was all right. But at that time I was working on that then because, you know, the casting director- um, Before me. Yeah, she was like, you have to like, you know, you have to write, write, raise the stakes to really fight for it. So that's what I um, work on to this day. But those books, those two books there helped me a a lot of time. I like that.
0: So you listen to podcasts too?
1: Oh, yes, of course. Uh, I listen to this one. I listen to a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. I yes. love that one. I have a another podcast I listen to. It's called the It's called Action: The Pursuit of Acting Excellence. You are taking acting
0: classes now. Yes, I'm taking improv. Oh, how you, I love improv!
1: Yeah, improv right now is it's like our our third or fourth class. Right now it's going like fantastic. Are taking got, it with? In DC, it's online. It's called Wit. They go by Wit. Cool. It's like they do improv shows, and right now we're trying to um work improv. On the, on the Zoom meetings, it, it's going pretty well. I'm meeting um, great people. Like I told you, it's about the journey. I'm meeting this journey in class. And I can't, I must admit, improv is something that I, I probably should have been taking. Yeah, even now just taking the improv class is kind of helping me look at a scene differently now. Right. I know how to uh, bring out these emotions. I thought when I would do a, a scene before improv, I would look at a scene and I would think, how, how would I make this emotion? But right now we're actually going through this and every feeling that you feel brings out a certain emotion to it, you know? So that's kind of what we're working on right now. And it's giving me a wider range of emotion. It's giving me a larger emotion, emotional will, I guess you could say.
0: Wow. One great. Wow. That sounds awesome. I yep. took improv right at the beginning, probably right around when I met you um, with UCB and I think that taking improv on Zoom helped me to be better at Zoom meetings because, you know, when you have to be on um, in a scene with somebody on Zoom, in an improv scene, you start to be able to like feel a little bit more the natural opportunities to chime in, you know?
1: Right, and it's so great. Uh, we were watching the show. I had the class last night. We were watching the show of an improv scene between two people on Zoom and the way it worked, ah, it was like, it was just like magic. Like you want to be able to tell they weren't like looking at each other face to face. That's Mm -hmm. how it worked. So that kind of like gave me like, wow, you know, this, this can actually, you know, work. I'm not, you know, just here just to be here. I I can actually focus and, you know, better myself and my craft. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think I think that we
0: are going to see, I'm really hopeful that the world's going to see more of you. I think you could play a superhero, a a lead in a romantic comedy. I think you could play anything that you want to play. So people, Tremel McAlpine is ready to work and will blow you away. So please get in touch with any of us. So I'm proud of you. thank you for taking a chance on me. I know we were both pretty new to this. I'm going to make you proud, and uh, I hope this episode is just one piece of
1: that. Yes, I really appreciate you.
0: Thanks, Tremel. Now my conversation with Michael K. Woods.
3: Yeah, so I'm Michael K. Woods and I'm from Sparta, Georgia, originally. And from Sparta, Georgia, uh, I came up to New York to do music, um, came up here to do, um, for college and everything. And I just really wanted to do arts in New York and everything. Um, I remember the first time when I came to New York it was when I was in high school and I was performing on a show called Duets um, with Jennifer Nettles. And I did a duet with Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland. that was like, I want to be in the city. Um, so that was exciting. Um, so we, I guess we came in contact because um, you said an intern reached out to me on Instagram and saw some of my, I guess, material on Instagram and everything. And we made the connection that way. And I'm excited about the future and i'm glad to be speaking with you and everything
0: so thank you for that introduction you are one of the so you are talent that we actually recruited and that was part of our communication and marketing plan to reach out to people that we saw were creating content you're a songwriter. Um, who had multiple interests and multiple talents. Charlie, who has an interest in um, long-term managing musicians or athletes, also I think was struck by you. Charlie, what stuck out to you about Michael? Um, So I was going through, you know, Instagrams, we were looking for people and Michael's musical ability is really what struck me. I mean, he's got a beautiful voice. The lyrics are fantastic. The beats are phenomenal. So that really struck me and that's what made me dive in deeper. And then we reached out and Michael liked what we uh, made and did obviously we love what Michael did. So it's just great to be working with him. Michael, tell us about your writing process.
3: My writing process. Oh, I tell you, um, it it varies. Um, Sometimes I'll just start uh, with, Chords, so just typical chords on a piano or on a guitar, Uh, an idea. I always got to start with some type of musical idea and then I build from that. Um, Like I could, and sometimes I'll focus on like an object or something, like objects can give me inspiration. Um, Walking down the street, you know, seeing a couple uh, madly in love with each other. Like, you can tell those stories. Um, Like, I'm very much so about inspiration, but it varies with me. Uh, I'm very much so about um, pushing oneself to go beyond what you already know. So usually if I get like a melody where it's like, okay, i sang that melody before. <laughs> like, I'm usually like, well, nah, let me switch this up a bit and see how I can keep people guessing in some way. Now that we know a little bit about your
0: process, we are going to share a snippet of your song, I Choose You.
3: I, I choose you.
0: Thanks so much for letting us play just a snippet. I can't wait for the song to premiere. Tell us a little bit about creating this song. I just love this song.
3: Yeah, so our artist producer, his name is Mantra. The thing about this song, it was pretty much like this idea, like I'm gonna be honest, I was in Georgia when I like during, you know, the very heat of the moment during coronavirus um like I was in Georgia for a bit because I had to help my family uh I think a lot of people are in that situation and we made sure everything was safe and everything when I went back and like I left right before it got really bad um but while I was back in Georgia like I'm from a rural area so it's like you can really be in tune with nature you can really create you can take that moment to kind of recharge in some way and I made the song like the chorus and the verses pretty much in like a day um and like within that day of course it changes as it goes on because you want to keep revising and make sure that it's good but I pretty much had everything that I wanted in that moment and I was like let me record this and I sang it to my family and my family was like oh that's a hit that's a hit. Usually they don't say that about myself because my stuff is usually very conceptual, artistic and all this stuff. But like with this, this is like very much so my sound. And it's also, you know, has mainstream appeal. So I was like, OK, my family, because they're very honest. With me. It's not like they just blow my head up because we're all artists, like we're like music people. So it's like, um, yeah, they would tell me if it's crap, pretty much. So I'm happy about this record. Uh, it's a good one. <laughs>
0: i'm obsessed with it i love it and you know i was so excited that recently you got an audition for being a musician why don't you tell us a little bit about that
3: yeah so yeah you were telling me like the first thing you put me in for like um this callback i mean there's like i guess they got into so i got a callback for it so that was a lot of fun like uh, we're still waiting to hear back for from it um so that should be exciting um but it's one of those things where it's like you never know how these opportunities are going to come about and I must be honest like you and the team like you all are great um like consistently like pushing me because you remember I was like they're looking for a guitar player and I was like I'm good at guitar but I'm like very still much so like intermediate Level, you know, uh, and you like push me. And I remember um, you saying, like, okay, I think I'm still going to just do- put you in <laughs> just to make sure. And like, you need that push on your team also. Um, because if I would have seen this just independently, I would have been like, nah, I probably won't be able to do that. Um, but it seemed like they're pretty interested. And we're still waiting to hear back, and I'm excited about that. And it's all because of the work of you, and also um, you supporting the talent of artists Thank like you. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
0: What is exciting you? It doesn't need to be a uh, TV or film. You know, what are you seeing that you think is taps into who you are?
3: Yeah, yeah, I really am enjoying. Okay, I'm gonna do a shout out because this person went to my school, um, and it was Vassar, Vassar College, and like Judas and the Black Messiah that movie, um, the director Shaka King went to Vassar, and like it's been it was nominated for an Oscar recently, so it's like I see this i see shaka's you know progress and all this stuff and we went to the same school like we went to the probably ate at the same dining hall all of these things and when i saw judas and the black messiah i was like oh my goodness this my jaw just dropped it was so good uh, it was gut-wrenching it was like all of these things, it's complicated. It makes you uncomfortable, regardless of the race that you come from. Like, it's going to make you uncomfortable. And like, that's the type of art that I just really gravitate to in some way. Um, yeah, yeah, another I one- need to see that. It's so good. It really is good. And I'm not just saying that because he's from Vassar, but no, it's like, yeah. um, he's such a talent. And I, I look up to artists like that. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, and of course, the Vassar community is excited about that. <laughs> so I'm pushing for the Oscar win. Hopefully uh, it happens. So I'll have my year. fingers crossed.
0: My husband and I try and watch every Oscar na- Oscar nominated movie as much as we can every year. Our list, but we haven't
3: watched it yet. It's. I'll definitely give it a chance. I mean, but like literally, even this morning, I saw this um snippet of Lil Nas X. Um, call me (gasps) by your name. I was like, this brother is killing it right now. Like, and the thing about it, Lil Nas X is, is like going through so. I think it's going through so much and so. I know, like, he plays around and everything, but I can only imagine you know, how much he's going through in this industry. And when I saw the visuals of that, this mo- like literally this morning, I was like, whoa, we are dealing with like an artist who knows who he is and he does not like, he doesn't care what you think like it's like it's one of those things where I think it's so beautiful um and I feel like you give him these like artists like that who are just really pushing the boundary boundaries in some way and like making it happen yeah and he's dealing with a lot of deep things too um and I feel like the best art is when you're dealing with contradiction in mm-hmm. some way I feel like there's always some contradiction that's in the best art So I'm like, you know, his dichotomy between like heaven and hell, like Mm -hmm. all those visuals and like, um, I I don't know. I was just like, this is this. I I thought it was on point. I really did. It like hit the nail on the head. And I was like, a lot of people have been saying like he's going to be a one hit one. I was like, nah, Mm, that's not happening. Like, I feel like this brother, he's different. Like Mm. he's going to really. Um, go to the stratosphere. Uh, And I'm excited about artists like that, for sure. Me too.
0: Yeah, I love seeing him. You know who's another one? I don't know if you've seen this yet. I do not recommend watching it with family because it is incredibly graphic. Lee Daniels, Mm -hmm. um, The United States versus Billie Holiday.
2: Oh
3: yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, What did you think?
3: Yeah, I thought it was really good. Andre Day really delivered on that performance. Uh, And I was like, because that's another example, someone who was pushed um, to go into a role that um, no one really, you know, didn't really think she could do because like Andre Day was actually just like discovered quite late. In a career, in her career, yeah, um, and I think that's a recurring thing with a lot of black artists, especially soul artists and musicians, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But you know, we keep going through it. We do the go through the obstacles, mm-hmm. um, and we learn from it. Um, but like with her, she said she want to continue acting now because she sees like she's really good at it. And oh my I think god, Lee phenomenal! So yeah, phenomenal. Say, oh, yeah,
0: What's next for you? Things are starting to open up. What are you thinking about?
3: Yeah, what's next for me? Um, I'm really working on trying to do this single. Uh I choose you, the one that you your the audience has listened to a bit earlier in the podcast. Yeah. And I want it to do well. So I'm being very strategic okay. on like how I want to release it, how I wanna Uh, make it work and um, I'm thinking about PR, I'm thinking about like doing all these things and um, it's always a process and it's difficult when you are independent um, just to put it bluntly Mm -hmm. but it is good when you have you know when you're with a management team like you um, and I think it helps to kind of give you some insight on what to do next and everything and also have those opportunities that you can also do in the meantime uh while you're doing all this other stuff <laughs>
1: because
3: yeah. like it's rare if you find an artist and they're just working on one thing uh, yeah. there's always something else um always something else um yeah yeah but that's where i'm at now and i'm still recording uh more singles uh, hopefully going to be on the way So it's like, that's gonna be a lot of fun. And I'm still songwriting. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's great. And we love I Choose You. Thank you so much for letting us play a few few seconds of it so that the audience (laughs) can hear it. Once it is released, I think people are gonna eat it up. Um, This is a little bit more mainstream um, and, I'd say it's, it's fun people. I I just feel like people are gonna be looking for a lot of fun music. So I hope that it is a huge hit. Any plans for the summer?
3: This summer, um, hopefully videos, um, doing music. I have a plan to do like two music videos for um, two singles pretty much. Um, And I'm working with one of my friends who has his own production Team production company and stuff, and like I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be warm. I'm I'm that person like when it comes to New York City summers, it's cool but it's so hot and it it's so very hot, yeah. humid. Um, and I'm from Georgia and it's hot there too. But at least in Georgia, like we have like the land, so you could take a breathe or at least a porch that yeah. you can sit on. <laughs> um, New so, York, it's like I'm a thinking,
0: concrete jungle. Yeah, so
3: in the summer, I struggle with the summer. But I do miss, like, the festivals. That's what I miss. Um, Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I I do, like, some outdoor stuff, too. Like, outdoor performances.
0: If people want to get in touch with you, they can obviously reach out to me. How else can people get in touch with you?
3: People can get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. My handles across those platforms are at M-I-C-H-K-Wood.
0: You are just one of those people that has really met us halfway. We And it's just such a joy and an honor to be part of your journey. And so thank you very much for being on our podcast and for being part of Ariado.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: That was awesome. Thanks so much, Michael. Now we're gonna speak with Tico Flores. So, how did you come to? How did you find me? How did how did you come to find Variado?
2: Well, actually, I I would say it's as a result of your mother, who I've had dealings with over the years, and uh, when you decided to, I guess, jump into the family business, so to speak, she kind of kind of put it out there as mothers are, want to do, and um, I said, wow, this, he's got the pedigree, and also, too, because you're an upstart, and I think one of the big advantages, well, several, actually, but but the first one is, you'd be very hungry, you know, you want to get out there, also, I'm not coming into a situation where you have 5,000 people that you're already dealing with, and I'm 5,001, and there is a tendency. And I do understand you take care of the people that have been with you for a while. And, you know, when Joe Schmo comes in, you take care of him, but he's not necessarily who you're pushing because you've got to take care of the people that have been with you for. So this was a great opportunity for me to jump in with you literally on the ground floor.
0: I was in a meeting with another performer and they mentioned I was recommended to you by Tico Flores and I'm like who's Tico Flores? (laughs) I'm like that's so great and then I like looked you up and I'm like oh my god why have I not met this guy? So then I reached out to you and I said hey can you please reach out to me I want to have a meeting with you. I think people should hear a a bit more about you. When you started in this business, what your experiences, life experience, your goals, maybe a little, just a little of
2: that. I'm a a native New Yorker and I actually officially, if you will, made a decision at the ripe age of 52 to get into this business. Now I, I say that because prior to that, as a kid coming up, even as going as far back as grammar school. I had uh, done improv, though I didn't know I was doing improv at the time, actually. I uh, got to junior high school, then I got into theater. So uh, it was theater and and sports. So those are my, my my two things. And eventually going to college and, and, and doing theater and stuff like that. But when I got out of college, at that time, there really, look, the the industry, I don't have to tell you, it's a tough nut to crack. I don't care how talented you are, how gorgeous you are. It it is what it is. Uh, For someone like myself, being Afro-Latino, you know, in the the 60s and 70s, even the 80s, there were a limited role. And with that said, I also had to deal with the fact that I'm not necessarily the, the most talented person or the most gorgeous person that I might catch someone's attention and they say, wow, you know, you've, you've got that, whatever it is, and we want to use you. So in other words, I'd have to get out there and really put my nose to the grind and work. So with that and the fact that there really, really weren't a lot of roles for someone like myself, I took the, the path that most people do is you get a regular job and you work. And, uh, I've done things behind the scenes with some friends of mine who are in the industry. Uh, Maybe not television or film. Maybe uh, they're involved in in sports or on the production end or something like that. Fast forward. uh, It was right around my 52nd birthday. I'm in a restaurant. Uh, I'll I'll give them a plug. It's a a good restaurant. (laughs) It's uh, BBQ on 23rd and what I think 9th Avenue. And there's a young lady and a young gentleman behind me. And they were discussing uh, something having to do with one of the shows that's filming here. And they actually got some information wrong. And I just said, if you don't mind me saying, you know, yada, 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 yada. And they said, oh, thank you. Are you in the business? And I said, no, I kind of follow the business, you know, and then I kind of that throwaway line. You know, I really always thought about acting. And the girl says, well, why don't you? And then it was like, boom, yeah, why don't I? At this point, I have nothing to lose.
0: Bravo, I love that. You know you're not gonna hear a complaint from me.
2: <laughs> well, I, I have to thank you because you've really been been, been working hard. Uh...
0: You're a very hardworking, very ambitious guy with, and I think you're super talented. You've also worked on some pretty, um, awesome projects. Do you mind talking about the work that you have done already?
2: Uh, yes, I, probably the most fun piece I ever did or uh, might say piece, but show I ever did was uh, El Capo, El Capo Tres, which was a uh, a Spanish language television show produced out of Colombia, And they came here to shoot in New York City. And actually I was submitted for a small role. It was actually a truck driver. And what happens is uh, they pull me out of the truck, they put the gun on me. And I say something to the effect of don't shoot, something that simple. So I go to the audition. Now, mind you, I was submitted by someone who was representing me at the time. I go there and the guy looks at me and he stares me up and down. So I'm like, okay. And then he says, uh, he says, hey, what is your name? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? I said, well, bueno, my nombre is Tico. He said, oh, so you speak Spanish? I said, mejor, and I said, si, sí, mejor que Jello." Uh, because the joke is, and he he got the joke because uh, Jennifer Lopez's Spanish is not particularly good. So when I said mejor que Jello," he just burst out laughing he thought it was the most funny thing. So what I didn't realize is that he was sizing me up because of my my size, my physical presence. And he says, I've got a role for you. I don't want you for the other role. I want you to play this tough guy and you're gonna have a bunch of lines and you're gonna interact with three of the stars of the series. I was like, whoa. And uh, he he loved me, I I got it. I had quite a few lines, it's all in Spanish which my mother would be very happy with god rest her soul and it it, it was a fa- it was a fantastic experience it re- it really was tremendous that's awesome
0: yeah i love that about you you can be submitted so first of all you're ethnically ambiguous you can yes. you're also uh, ageless. I could submit you for almost any age (laughs) and you speak Spanish. Like you're, you're the dream. You're the dream. I mean, it's, it's so nice to be able to work with somebody like you, because I think that the opportunities are endless and we just need to find that right project. So what kinds of projects
2: excite you? Oh man. Well, I'm, I have a tendency to, I like when things blow up. Uh, action, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a physical guy as, as, as well, I'll, I'll say this because for me to say, as you well know, but people don't know, uh, I've been a practicing martial artist since I was 11 and I'm gonna be 62 in a couple of months. So you figure that's about 50 years of martial arts training and I, I still continue to train. Uh, I'm also a big fencing enthusiast and I'm also a fencing instructor. And I understand that you did some fencing yourself while you were overseas. If I'm not mistaken, was it not the Soviet Union? Or, or, or should I say the former
0: Soviet Union. Former it was in Soviet Russia. Russian, yeah,
3: Russia.
0: I fencing. But I think the odds were stacked in my favor because I was at least five years older. Or competitors. So it was definitely not fair. But I learned a bunch. It's a great sport. It really is. It's a lot of... Both of the sports that you like require a ton of discipline.
2: Yeah, no, it's, 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 it is a great sport. Uh, I I actually had the pleasure of going to Russia, uh, for big karate tournament. Uh, when I was with uh, team NYC, we went up against the Russians. I must admit at this point in my life, because I've been a coach and mentor whenever I have the chance to play that role of, of, again, of a coach mentor or, or father figure, uh, I guess I just summed that up to life's experience. I'm at that stage in my life where I can actually pull it off. It, it is kind of cool to get, uh, you know, roles like that. So th- those things really excite me. And I, I look forward to uh, to getting roles like that.
0: Yeah, I think you're made for roles like that. I love seeing your Instagram. You're always working youth at risk and disadvantaged youth. And you're trying to keep them active and involved in sports, um, involved in high discipline sports like martial arts. I think that is really-
2: Well, you know, I, I, I do enjoy it, but there is an ulterior motive. I, I really do it for selfish reasons. And, and here's my philosophy. If I work with enough kids and keep them out of trouble, I have fewer kids to worry about hitting me upside the head in my old age because <laughs> they'll say hey that's coach tico let's mug the other guy not him oh
0: man well hopefully they won't be mugging anybody because of all the lessons
2: <laughs> no no hopefully they'll be they'll be uh like me mugging it up for the camera
0: saving it all for the camera <laughs> i love that all right yeah so- uh may me, uh, jlo means uh better than jlo oh that's <laughs> that is funny. Yeah,
2: they they love that they love because the, they, they they're all Colombian and they're. I have to say, their Spanish is beautiful. So, oh, Colombians. Uh, well, they, you
0: know, I'm half Colombian. Oh well, no,
2: I I love that picture. Was it your grandfather that I saw mm-hmm. or great grandpa? That picture that you posted. Yeah, that was a. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was fantastic. You posted another one
0: too. A try from a tribal photo, right? Because yes, you're
2: Native. yes, my. Yes, my paternal grandmother's brother, and and because on that side of my father, they're Native American. He was dressed in full Native regalia.
0: Wow! So my family is part of the Uwa tribe uh-huh. in um, Colombia. and that was that was my grandfather who was married to the chief's daughter. So he wow. was, he was a mountain merchant that would trek through the mountains, and when he went through the small town, he fell in love with my grandmother. Wow. Isn't that cool? And then he had to wow. ask. He had to ask for my great. grandmother's hand in marriage from the chief, who was my great great grandfather. Wow! I know, right? I wish I knew all this stuff when I was younger, because I never felt How? I never felt Colombian enough. And now I'm like, whoa, that's pretty freaking cool. Well, you you could start with the coffee. It's great having you here today. Pleasure speaking with you always. Thanks for joining us.
2: No, thanks so much for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Tico is the best. I love working with Tico. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate that you shared a little bit about your background and even your heritage. Thank you so much to all of our guests on this episode. We look forward to sharing more human stories with you about the people within the entertainment industry on our next episode. From Variado Talent, I'm Luis Lizarazo. See you next time.